Happy Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob and I am back with episode number 281 of Shut Up and Grind. So if you are new to this show, we're all about overcoming obstacles. We're about defying the odds and helping you remove whatever obstacles are blocking your path success. So today we're going to be talking about health. We're going to talk about wellness, talking about nutrition. We're going to talk about what living life means to you. Going to talk about goals, probably going to talk about mindset, whole bunch of stuff because I have an excellent guest for you today and she's going to share a lot of her wisdom and her expertise. But first, if you're joining me on either of my Facebook pages, please like and share. If you're joining me on LinkedIn, please do the same. I'm actually starting to get a lot, lot of traction from from LinkedIn. I wasn't sure how the show would be received over there because that's all proper and businessy and stuff, but it's actually getting received pretty well over there. So for those of you that tune in on LinkedIn, thank you. I appreciate it. But like and share, please. All right. So before we get going, I want to talk really quick about the next upcoming panel. So it's this Saturday, the 17th, and I messed up and I double scheduled myself. So I'm trying to uh, get myself out of that other scheduling so we can bring forth that panel because I have seven people that are going to be joining me. And so I don't want to have to reschedule all of them. <laughs> and so um, if I do end up having to cancel, I do apologize, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that happens. Even if I have to do it an hour earlier, we'll do it an hour earlier. All right. So let's get into today's topic. So joining me today is registered nutrition consultant, Jen Beck. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Robert. It's great to be here again. Awesome. And, and pardon, pardon the sweat. So I just got back from, from a walk and like while the computer was booting, I was in front of my fan, like trying to cool myself <laughs> off, but it's just not working. So anyways, how's life treating you over there in Ohio? It's awesome. It's awesome. You know, we're having beautiful weather and sunny skies after some rain. So I will never complain about that. Summer is here and all that that brings. Awesome. All right. So just give us a, a quick recap on your, your background, who you are, all that good stuff. Sure. So um, I am the owner and founder of Complete Health Revolution. Um, I'm a speaker, a trainer, an author. And my goal is to be able to empower, to equip, to educate people, to step into their own power, to transform their health, to master their stress and their mindset and really utilize personalizing their nutrition and their lifestyle so that they can go out and create a life that they love and have the physical and emotional health to live it. Love it. See, and the, the thing I like about doing an abstract show is that I can take it any direction I want to, right? And you just said something that I want to expand on is, you know, because as it says over here, somewhere on, on my screen, it says how to step in, into your greatness. And you said you help people step into their power, right? What does that mean to you? And, you know, I, I think in the, in the diet and weight loss industry and the health industry in general, we've been conditioned to give up our power. Oh, my doctor says I need to take this medication. I need to do X, Y, or Z. Oh, um, this guru says that I should be eating this way. Or this person says I should only be doing this. Or this drug says I should. I mean, like, we, we just hand it over and go, oh, my gosh, you know more about X, Y, and Z than I do. And here's the thing. I, I learned a really valuable lesson from our pediatrician when my daughter was born seven years ago. Um, we had met with several other doctors before him. And what he said just really landed. He said, you know, Jen, here's the thing. I've been a, a pediatric doctor for 20 plus years. I know kids better than you do. Yep. But you know your kid better than I ever will. Bingo. And we are the same way with our bodies. 
right? I really help people figure out what foods are right for their unique needs and then figure out how to plan and implement them into their existing life. Not taking their life and shoving it into a meal plan and not trying eating some crazy extreme diet so that they can be able to lose seven pounds in seven days or, or whatever the promise is. Yeah. When you personalize, you can maximize because when mm. you personalize it, you can put it on autopilot. It becomes second nature and you don't have to micromanage what you eat anymore or how you live because it's just a part of you. It's just natural and it works within your life. Great answer. So as you know, most people get out of shape due to poor habits. So what what are some some advice you you have for people to get on in a just a good healthy habit routine yeah i think the biggest thing is you got to manage your stress you know mm. we all know that we should eat more broccoli and chicken than we should brownies and cookies but we are 80 percent overweight and obese in our country so clearly even though we know that we don't do it and one of the things that i found in the last 20 years of working with clients is that if you don't manage your stress, that's the number one thing to take you out, right? Holidays happen, vacations happen, yes. But if your stress is managed, you can pop right back in. Like you can go on vacation. I actually have a couple I worked with. They went on vacation for 10 days. They ate out at least once a day. They had a cocktail at least once a day. She maintained and he lost three pounds after 10 days of vacation. Mm. Why? Because they were eating for their body's unique needs and they were in relaxation mode. They weren't in, oh my God, I'm so stressed. I need to shove everything in my mouth that I can be able to enjoy because I don't have any enjoyment the rest of my life. It yeah. really is managing your stress, finding joy in your life and putting food back in its place. And I'll just add another layer onto it. It's also gratitude. It's like gr gratitude yeah. is lacking in so many people. And it's it's usually little things too. It, you know, and it's like, I'm not one to try to minimize someone's feelings, but I'm allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> you know, so, so like there are times where, where people are stressing out over things and I just put my hand on their shoulder and be like, is it really that big a deal? It's like you are letting this thing consume you right now. Mm. It's like you're you're in a rage. You're not speaking nicely to people. You're not speaking nicely to yourself. You're doing damaging things to yourself over what? Because somebody cut you off on the highway? It's like, come on. <laughs> it's crazy. So you know? true. So true. <laughs> All right. So what now what types of people do you work with? Like like do do you zero in on a particular demographic? You know, most of the, and I, I I will work with anyone that is ready and committed to taking their health into their own hands. Mm -hmm. That wants to really step up into a life that they love and create the platform and the foundation to be able to make that happen. Most of the most of the people I work with are women. Uh, they tend to be, I would say, middle age, forty to sixty-five, somewhere in there. Yep. And they are overgivers, high achievers, and sometimes overachievers. Okay. There are a lot of the women that have done everything for everyone, and it's really served them for a long time. Now, though, it's starting to get to that place where they're starting to get burnt out. Mm -hmm. They put themselves on the back burner, or not even on the list at all, their to-do list. And they're just getting to a place where they're depleted. And so I help them to really put themselves not back at the top of the list because some women go, oh, I can't be selfish. Well, you may not have to be the top one on the list, but you got to be in a lot, at least the top five, ideally the top three, because yeah. you can't pour from an empty cup. And if all you're doing is giving to everybody else, 
you eventually run out of supplies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's a, we, we work with the exact same people, right? With the exact same people. And I, I do my best to tell people to put, to put yourself first. You know, it's like, it's like when, when you're operating on all cylinders, you can better help the people you're trying to help. You know, like if, if you're letting a part of yourself go, like you can't wholeheartedly give yourself to anyone else. Like you just, you just can't. Like, like I said earlier, you know, I went, I went walking b- before here because usually I've been going to the gym and then I'll walk a couple miles after the gym. But um, I was speaking with the owner of, of the gym. We ended up talking for like an hour and change. And so that cut into my walking time. So I was like, all right, so when I get back here, I'll just go for a quick walk before the show and I'll go for a walk after the show. It's like, that's just my, my mentality. It's like, I have to do everything that I have to do. So when I'm sitting down with people, I can tell them wholeheartedly, these are the steps. So like, and this is what I do every single day. Yeah. Making it a priority, committing to it, and then the follow through. It's the consistency that really makes the biggest difference. Yes. Yeah. And, and people, people will find it's not hard to do. Like it's hard to get started. You know, that I will say, you know, it's hard to get started. But once you get started, it's just like waking up, brushing your teeth, going to the bathroom, getting dressed, tying your shoes. It's like, you don't think about those things and, you know, prepping your meals, making sure you get your steps in, making sure you work out, like all that can become just as second nature. So, so when, when you're working with people, What's the number one excuse you hear? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. It's either I don't have time, mm-hmm. I don't want to cook, um, or I just, you know, <laughs> like that's my favorite one. Uh, you know, I just, uh, so I didn't even finish the sentence because they realized yep. halfway through is your own excuse. But, that's you so know, funny. And, and to your point, you're absolutely right. It's, like it's the baby steps. I have one gal. She was she was, she had been in an accident and she'd been so lethargic and, and just in inertia. She hadn't done anything for ten years. Her mm. first goal was just to walk in place for one minute a day and drink an extra glass of water. Like yep. that's it. Thirty mm. days later, she's walking a half an hour a day and drinking a gallon of water a day. Exactly. So it's just starting and getting that consistency and that momentum going and catching yourself in your own excuses when those yep. come up. Yeah. See, and I'm um, going back to, to what you said earlier, like losing seven pounds in seven days. See, that's, that's the crap that the media and people put out there that people think that it can actually happen that fast. And like, I tell people right in the consultation, like this is a marathon said, so I'm not pro- promising you're going to lose X amount of pounds or lose X amount of inches in a certain amount of time. I just know if you crush today, and then you crush tomorrow, and then you crush the next day, and then you rest, and then crush again, and you repeat that process over the course of one year, you will be a completely different machine, you know? So it's like, like you got to plant those seeds that this is the long game. It's like, this isn't going to be a six-week project. It's like, this is a lifelong change. And people, and I'm I'm sure as as a nutritionist, you can speak to this, it's like, you don't have to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, you just can't gorge yourself, <laughs> you know? So, so how do you help people navigate that? So I, I have a, an expression, a belief um, that everything is permissible. Not everything is beneficial. 
Yeah. And to your point, if you if you cut out everything, then you're in deprivation, restriction, starvation. Yep. Your brain goes into survival mode and goes, oh, my God, if I can't have this, I'm not going to be able to survive. <laughs> so instead, like, one of the biggest reasons why people overeat, why they're stressed out, why they're overwhelmed, is they don't put anything fun on their calendar. So at the end of the day, they're looking for a dopamine hit. They're looking for that feel good. They're looking for a reward or whatever, whatever word you want to fill in the blank there. Yeah. So instead of looking to food as your source of joy or reward at the end of the day, schedule things in your calendar. Your brain literally drips dopamine every time you look at that on your calendar because it's going, oh, that's on Friday. Oh, that's on Friday. <laughs> and I don't care if it's a chocolate chip cookie. If it's a massage, if it's a walk with a friend, if it's a dinner out, when you schedule fun on your calendar, your brain starts giving you feel-good hormones and your stress levels are much better managed because you feel better each and every day. So schedule things on your calendar. Um, If you feel like you are in deprivation mode, schedule a a piece of dark chocolate in your calendar every single day, two o'clock in the afternoon, seven o'clock at night, whatever it is. In the beginning, you're going to feel a little devious. Then you're going to feel like, oh, I get to have this every day. Then your brain's going to go, ah, I don't really need it. And there's no longer that, like, the, the deprivation feeling because you yes. get to have it every day. And then you don't really need it. <laughs> it's funny. I posted um, a Facebook reel last night because um, there's a convenience store around the corner from, from us. And they sell these Reese's peanut butter cookies. And it's so good. But it's, like, this big. Right? It's a big, big cookie. And so I, I I look at it and I say to the cashier, I'm like, this is disrespectful. I said, because I, I know I can walk away from this, but I'm not gonna. Right? And so I get the cookie. <laughs> and so I get home and now my daughter was working. So like I, I cut the cookie in half. Right, and I wrapped it up and I left it on her bed. But I made the video because I'm just as human as everyone else is. I'm like, if I if I don't put it out there that I'm leaving her this half of the cookie, I'm going to eat it. One of those things where it's like, again, you got you got to practice what you preach. Got to tell people yeah. moderation, moderation, moderation. So yeah. I was like, you know what? This is this is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so yeah, funny. and the other thing is to savor it, right? Mm. How the time we're looking for comfort food, we eat it so quickly though, we don't get any comfort out of it. True. You know, maybe we we feel better while we're eating it, and then afterwards, like, oh, okay, what else can mm. I have? So then yep. we're rummaging through the pantry for the next thing. So instead, just savor it. Like if you're eating the cookie, take a bite of it, let it melt in your mouth, break down the peanut butter and the chocolate savor every morsel of it and then take another little bite and see how long you can stretch it for. I love playing little mind games like that of like, Mm. I can still have anything I want. I'm just going to be really intentional about how I eat it and make sure I get maximum enjoyment out of it. Yes. Yeah. And, and also it's, it's about not having excess, you know, like, like if, if I want chips, I get a little bag of chips. If I want ice cream, I get the single serve, like the little Ben and Jerry's ones or the little friendlies ones. Just a, sing, a single serve, you know, like I don't ever get like boxes of cookies or, you know, like excess of anything. I just whatever I get, I make sure it's a single serving. Mm-hmm. And if, if I want to indulge, I make sure I plan my fitness accordingly. And and yeah. just just to, to make sure I'm burning maximum calories before I indulge. And like I said, you know, we're not telling people that you can't have the things that you enjoy. 
You just have to be very intentional about it. And Amanda's on. Amanda, you needed to hear that. You clocked on. You signed it at the right time. Moderation. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, all right. So, like, what do you what do you have now for, like, programs, plans, stuff like that? Yeah. So, right now, um, in June, we just opened the doors to Passport to Your Dreams. This is our year-long program. This program is really designed to help you create a life that you love. Right? A lot of times we're just going through the motions going, oh, yeah, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and doing this. But there's not really a vision. I was talking to a gal yesterday about this and she's just in survival mode. You know, she's she lost a member of her family. She had a job change. Her son had some some health issues. Her daughter had some health issues and she's just in survival mode. And she's going on, on a, a trip to you know hang out with some girlfriends for a few days. And I said, you know, when you're there, think about what you want to create. Like you've been in survival mode now for the last two years. You're ready to, to step out of that. What do you want to create? And tears came to her eyes. Mm. And she goes, I, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know what that word means. I've been in survival mode for so long. I can't even think about creating. She goes, that's a, that's a risk. Cause you're good. <laughs> that's a really good question. So it's about creating a, a life that you love, right? So many times we're just trying to get out of pain. We're trying to lose weight or we're trying to get more money or we're trying to be better health, you know, in better health or be stronger or whatever. So instead create. And with that, look at what are the, what are the barriers that are standing in your way to stepping fully into that? What boundaries do you need to have in place that will allow you to step into that? And then the other part of the program, so you got to create a vision, but then create the physical and emotional health to actually live it. Mm. Right? So I teach people how to eat, how to figure out what their body needs specifically, how to plan and implement that. And then also how to figure out what's eating them and resolving that. So we look at stress management and mindfulness and mindset and emotional healing of what's under the under that's driving our emotional reactions. It's driving our negative behaviors or the self-sabotage and things like that. So it really is a year of transformation. It's a year of you where you're creating the next version of you and stepping into it. Say, and I think the most powerful thing that you said there was create the life that you love. Because yeah. I, I think what sets a lot of people back is they try to live for other people and doing other things. Like I'm a I'm an obstacle race junkie. I'll, I'll admit it. I've traveled all over to crawl through the mud and climb mountains, right? But but I enjoy it. Like I tell people, oh, I'm going to North Carolina. Oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to a concert? Are you going there? So I'm like, no, I'm going to a Spartan race. I'm like, a Spartan race. I'm like, don't judge my happiness. Like, that's what I enjoy. It's like, I'm a, I'm a competitor. I love a challenge. And yes, if I decide that's what I want, that's what makes me happy. It's like, you know, sit, sitting on a beach makes some people happy. It does nothing for me, you know, and I'm not going to knock the people that love the beach, but like, it, that's not my happy place. So for me to either go on like the most strenuous hike I can go on, that's what I want to do. Or if I want to do a Spartan race or a tough mutter, like that's, that's what makes me happy. And that's what, one of the things that I help people with, even through my fitness programs is like, what makes you smile? Yeah. And people have a hard time answering that question. Yeah. I would hundred percent agree with that. I think we have gotten in so deep in the hustle that, and the grind that we have forgotten how to really, and I know you're shut up and grind, but <laughs> <laughs> shut up and grind. So, <laughs> yeah. 
but we have we've gotten just in that mundane day to day we get up we go to work we get the kids ready after school we come home we have dinner we watch tv we go to bed we do it all over again and there's not a lot of joy there's not a lot of of connection there's not a lot of depth to the quality and the vitality that's in our life so many people have just gotten stuck in the grind of of the day to day yeah yeah and that that hustle and bustle like um like I mentioned earlier, I was speaking with uh, the owner, the owner of a gym, because like I like to go to other fitness professionals and collaborate with them. And so like I, I was asking him, like, you know, there's nothing in this part of Rhode Island geared towards obstacle racing. Like there's nothing. I was like, and that's my strong point. It's like, if that's something that you might want to implement here, you know, maybe we can we can do something like that. Like we've partnered with spin gyms, with yoga studios, with a Pilates instructor. You know, like other obstacle gyms, it's like collaboration is is key. And I think like one thing that I think is actually harming people is this this independent mindset. Mm-hmm. And like my thing is like we're social beings. It's like we're not we're not designed to be independent. And nobody's really independent anyway, because like you need the shopping mart, the, the, the supermarkets to, to get your food. You need the banks to house your money and you need people to manage your stock investments and so on and so forth. So it's like no one's really independent anyway. Like without farmers, we'd all be screwed. <laughs> you know, you know, right? So, so it's like just embracing and just embracing the fact that working together will make your life so much better. Going back to what you were saying about stress management, trying to do everything alone, you're just, you're just gonna stay on that hamster wheel. Yeah. You know, so collaboration is key. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I don't think any of us was ever meant to do life alone. Yeah. And I think that the pandemic, it took a hit. And if you, like, I look at our, our mental health as a country now, the yeah. suicide rates of our, of our teens and young adults and, and our adults, the amount of mental health issues and we're not addressing that we're not addressing community like i mean they've done they've done research studies saying that addicts re- reform much better in community than they do mm. in isolation same yeah. thing with with you know prisoners and things like that like the more isolated somebody is the worse their mental health becomes yet yes. we're so isolating in and of ourselves because of the fear factor i mean i look at that's one of those things that's under the under we, we had this low grade insecurity and instability and, and uncertainty for three years. And we're like, I don't know what's going to happen next. And yeah. there was so much that happened during the pandemic times that there's a lot of people that haven't fully come out of that mentally. And that is yeah. just one of those low grade things that people are trying to self-medicate with wine and food and sugar and things like that. Facts. Yeah, like that definitely took took a hit, especially with the younger kids. Like like the younger kids are so afraid to just talk to people. <laughs> you know, like like it, if my daughter has to has to make a phone call, she gotta like breathe into a brown paper bag first. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bring that up. <laughs> you know, but uh yes. The amount of, of friends that I have that their kids are are you know tweens and teens that are you know, cutting or having suicidal ideology and things like that. It's heartbreaking how many yes. of them are really dealing with that. Yeah. And, and not being confident, like, like since I started coaching track again, it's like trying to instill, instill the confidence in these kids. Like it's, it's there, you know, it's like, it's like, it's within them. Just mm-hmm. got to pull it out of them, you know? Cause like, 
it's not like how we grew up, you know, like things are much different now. It's like, it's like, you can't, you can't tell a kid to, you know, strive for excellence that that's harmful for some reason nowadays, you know, but, but, um, so of course, you know me, I'm a natural born, born rebel. So I do it anyway. I'm like, if I'm going to lose my job for inspiring people to be better, then this ain't the place for me. <laughs> so, just makes no sense. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, you right, so, do your best. Do your best in everything you do. Yes, at, it, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't understand. Like, there's this, there's one, there's one person on the team that they just like never want to practice. And I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> it's, it's like, why, why even show up if you don't want to do any of this? Oh, well, I like the competition. I'm like, but you're not competing because you're not putting forth any work. Right. <laughs> you know? It's like I used to always tell tell them this was when I coached before a few years ago. I used to always say, you pick up the medals on meet day. I said, but you earn them in practice. Yeah. Like what you do in practice is going to decide how your, how your meet go. And I use that same mentality with, with my fitness clients. I'm like, don't get on the scale and get, get mad because the scale didn't move. If you didn't drink enough water, if you didn't get enough steps, I only saw you twice this week. You're not food journaling and it'll go in right down the list. Like, so, so you're not, putting forth any of the work to get results, but now you're mad at the scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, or they get mad at their body. Yes, right? that and too. I see that so often. Like, oh my God, you know, I, I just need to lose weight or I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's like, well, you'll never beat your body up into a better body. Yeah. Right? You'll never abuse it verbally or physically and get it to perform better. Exactly. Try a little self-love. Like, how, yeah. how would you feel nurtured how can you nourish yourself? What would really serve you short-term and long-term? Mm-hmm. I'm promising it's not the milkshake, right? <laughs> exactly. like you can make a smoothie, but it's probably not going to be the milkshake. So what are the things that, that are loving on yourself? And for so many people, that is a novel concept because they're so busy externally loving everybody else yep. and serving everybody else. But we've got to turn the mirror around because, again, you've got to take care of you, body, mind, and soul. For you to live a great life and to be able to feel amazing every day. See, that takes me back to what you said earlier about people being afraid of being selfish. And I've actually done multiple vid- videos on this, but I, I always say like self-awareness, self-love, self-confidence, you know, self-esteem, they all begin with self. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like, what does that tell you? <laughs> it was like people, people wouldn't follow me in in my, my fitness community, if I wasn't sure of myself, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't come in and say, maybe I can help you reach your goals. You know, like no, no one's going to hire you. If you're, if you're not, I'm sure when somebody gets in front of you and they sign, they sign that check and they start your program, there's no doubt in your mind that you're the best person to guide this person. Am I right? Yep. Ex- ex- exactly. Not, they're not going to be signing a check exactly right like i like success stories and i know they do too so we want it to be a win-win for everybody exactly like i tell people and i've I've probably lost so much money doing this but like i'm very matter of fact in my consultations it's like i tell people straight up like if you are not gonna do the work do not waste my time do not waste your money like so if you're not ready to do this i was like this is what's expected like this is what's needed it's like i've trained thousands of people it's like I've cracked the code to helping people get fit. <laughs> I was like, so if you sign that that bottom line, 
you are committing to this. I was like, if you're not ready, do not join. And people have actually walked off, <laughs> you know, because like they they yeah. can't meet the expectation. But but like I'm not that I'm not just gonna take people's money because they have it. You know, just like you said, the success stories is everything. So I don't need somebody training with me for six months. Don't put any work in. They quit. And then they're going to blame me. <laughs> like, that's how that works. <laughs> exactly. Because we can never look at ourselves. Right. And now I'm not the problem. It must be you. <laughs> yeah. I trained with this guy for six months. I, I didn't lose an ounce. <laughs> right. Hmm. I wonder what the challenge was there. Yeah. It's like, what? how did the other 3,100 people <laughs> get results? <laughs> but I dropped the ball with you. <laughs> Right, right. Well, and you know, just to, just to circle back, you were talking about all of the self things, right? Mm. And a lot of people think it's selfish for them to take care of themselves. So I always say it's not selfish; it's selfness. Yes, you have to have enlightened self-interest. You have to look at you as part of the equation, because if you don't, then we're missing the biggest picture, right? Yep. It's not the workout program that's going to get them success. It's the you. <laughs> you doing the work. Program works. Yeah. Are you going to work it? But mm-hmm. it's really it's that enlightened self-interest where they can put themselves in the top of their to-do list too. Yeah. See, and and also people gotta stop worrying about what other people think. You know, it's like that 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 drives me insane. It's like at the end of the day, unless you live with that person, their opinion shouldn't matter. You know, it it, it just shouldn't. Sometimes like, <laughs> say say that again. I said, and sometimes even not even then. No, I mean, true, true, spot, spot on. Like when I first got into fitness, I mean, she's, she's my now ex, but it's like, when I first got into it, you know, it's not like it just blew up, you know, like there was some really dark, dark months and she wasn't, she wasn't fully on board, you know, until we had, I think this was in 2013, we had like an end of year holiday party and 85 people came, came to, to this party and she was looking around like, Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, yeah. All those times I spent down there doing nothing and you were talking smack. I was building this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Maybe your ex and my ex. To get <laughs> yeah. It's like nobody, nobody believes it until it's done. Right. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And, and that, that goes back to, to what I was saying about if, if you, if you have your vision, like if you say, Let's do weight loss because that, that's an easy one. Like if you say, I want to lose 30 pounds and you get the whys dialed in, you get the excuses taken care of, that, that next piece is you got to surround yourself with lions. It's like you cannot surround yourself with, with sheep. You got to surround yourself with lions. It's, it's like when I first got into fitness, I was, it was at a, a local YMCA. Like I wanted to go work at a gym to see how it operates. Like I knew I was going to do my own thing, but I just wanted to see how, how it operated. So I go to meet the general manager and he looks right at me, right in my eyes and says, you don't want to be a personal trainer. There's no money in it. And I never signed the papers. It's like, this was my first day. I said, I'm not working here. It's like, what? why do I want, want to work at, when you just said that to me? Right. <laughs> right. It's like I'm like no. So I want to go find another place that's successful. They're big, and I want to model that behavior. You know, yeah. it's like it's like I don't know. I have no words for it. I mean, well, because it's you're the average of your five best friends. So if you're gonna hang out with five other trainers that are making no money, that are all miserable, mm-hmm. 
what's going to rub off on you? So go exactly. find the people, right? I mean, I think that's why a lot of people join my programs because there's a community of people that are going in the same direction. Yes. That are going after more in life versus, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to count, I'm going to count my calories, I'm going to count my points, I'm going to, you know, do it on my own. When, you know, if you want to go, um, if you want to go fast, I forget the exact expression. If you want to go fast, go with other people or go by mm. yourself. If you want to go far, go with other people, right? Yes. So it's, yep. it's a lasting result is, my, is basically what I'm trying to say. I probably yes. screwed up the analogy, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> but, yeah, see, and that's the key too, is lasting. Last because, like, you know, years ago, I used to do the the six week challenges and you know, the 30 day this and the 21 day that. But, but now, now it's like I just tell, tell people up front, it's like if you want to get off the yo yo, you gotta just find something that works. Like, I eat two clean meals and I eat one meal, whatever I want to, but within reason, you know. And then, if it's that if I know I'm gonna indulge the other two meals, I, I cut back on the calories. Because, again, I am human. There are days where I just want to eat a whole small cheese pizza. I mean, a small pizza, right? Like, you know, I have those days. Or there's days I want I want Chinese food. But, like, my routine is so regimented that, like, my weight doesn't fluctuate at all. You know? And if something comes up during the day, I, I make sure I find time in the evening. If I only have 10 minutes to work out, I work out for 10 minutes. You know? Rather than saying, oh, I had no time today. It's like, it's like there's always a pocket somewhere in there. And, but but again, but by me having that mentality, it rubs off on my clients where they'll say, oh, Rob, I couldn't make class, but I got 15 minutes in on my bike, you know, so getting that whole shut up and grind, no excuses, just get yeah. it done. Yeah. I mean, it becomes part of your identity. Yes. Right? Like, I mean, for me, 85, 90% of the time I eat vegetables, protein and some healthy fat because it's just the way I am. It's just yeah. my normal default now. But I think about when I started, like 15, 20 years ago, I was living on fast food, soda, um, half a pot of coffee, Skittles, Twizzlers, and Snickers for snacks. Like there was, there was no nutrition 20 years ago. And yeah. now it's just a default. And I can't imagine doing it differently than I do now. Yeah. But it didn't happen overnight. It happened as a progression over time. And as I made different changes, I took on a different identity. That identity locks it in place, and then you just layer new habits from there. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me get your thoughts on this, because again, like I don't, I don't have a nutrition background. I just tell people, you know, when you're eating crap, you know, when you are not eating crap. <laughs> I said so. So let's minimize the amount of crap you eat, <laughs> and let's get more of the good stuff. But I tell people not to try to overhaul everything at, at once. I'm like, if you if you're if you're living off of fast food, and like, let's start with breakfast. Like, if you're not eating breakfast, let's get you eating breakfast, whether you drink a smoothie or, or whatever. And then yeah. once you're in the habits, and take take it a solid seven days. So right, and said then on the next day eight. Let's add in lunch. Let's clean up lunch and let's clean up dinner and then clean up your snacks. And, and so what do you what do you think about that approach? Yeah, it's one day at a time. It's one bite at a time. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you catch yourself, you haven't eaten breakfast this morning and you're at work and there's a dozen donuts sitting there. You mindlessly walk in and grab one and you take a bite. And you're like, oh, you have a choice. <laughs> you can either toss it or you can keep eating it. If you yep. keep eating it, don't make it like you, um, you know, you got a flat tire and then you shoot out the other four like just make yeah. a decision in that moment but take it in baby steps take it in chunks master one thing exactly what you said master one meal then take it from the next step from there i'm a huge believer in crowding out not cutting out 
So if you want to make lifestyle changes, start by adding in protein to your breakfast, right? So if you're still having, I don't know, pancakes, add in some, some eggs with it. You know, what can you do to add more in, add a vegetable in, in with every meal. If you eat a vegetable before you eat any kind of crap, you actually are giving your body more nutrients and enzymes to digest it. And you're filling your body, your belly with fiber. So you won't be as full. You won't eat as much yeah. and it helps to stabilize your blood sugar levels. So add in more vegetables and just doing that one step alone and add, add 10 X is the amount of nutrition you're taking in. So you're giving, you're yeah. giving me good info for reels. <laughs> like I keep, I keep write, writing down the timestamps as you're, as you're saying things. I'm like, that'll make a good reel. That'll make a good reel. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. So let pe- people know where they can find you. Like, how can they learn more about you? Yeah. I mean, follow me on social, um, Jen Beck and then complete health revolution. You can always go to my website, completehealthrevolution.com. Um, if you go to the website, there's five health hacks for busy people that you can download. Mm. I'm a huge fan of just really bite-sized pieces that you can start to implement that will 10x your nutrition, 10x your lifestyle. But start with a baby step. Pick one. Start there and just layer in your success after success. Love it. All right. Well, this has been a great talk. You know, thank you for uh, taking the time, sharing your, your knowledge and expertise. Always so- a pleasure. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, next next month, I have an I have um a panel. I believe it's July fourteenth, fifteenth, July twenty second. So if you have that date on your calendar and you want to join, let me know. You, you don't have to tell you don't have to tell me now. You can shoot shoot me a message. Sounds great. And we'll go from there. But uh, wow. again, so you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You as well. Good right, Thank you. See ya. All righty. So if you tuned in late, make sure you go back and watch the rest. I'm on the wrong page. There we go. And make sure you watch it from the beginning. She dropped a lot of golden nuggets in this one. And I'm going to be posting those those reels because she said several good gems. A whole page full of notes over here. But um, yeah, so thank you, Jen. And I will see you guys on Thursday. Take care. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Next time, shut up and grind.